So all things, all experiences, all dharmas are impermanent. If there's birth, there's death. And as we just heard, these were the last words of the Buddha and words that he gave over and over through his lifetime. He spoke about impermanence. He emphasized this truth of change over and over again. And I think he emphasized it so much because there's just something in our brains, maybe even in our biology, that doesn't want to acknowledge impermanence, at least not in relation to pleasant experiences or people that we like, and of course not in relation to our own lives, our own mortality. So in one of my earlier talks here at Auckland Insight, I mentioned how the Dharma, the teachings, they can be approached as either consolation or confrontation. So there are times when we do, we need to be consoled by the teachings, to be comforted. And at other times, we might need our delusions to be challenged. We might need to be confronted. And the Dharma and the Sangha, the community, can offer us both of those aspects. So opening to the truth of impermanence, it's uncomfortable and even painful at times. So it's good to keep in mind that facing in to discomfort, it's how we grow, both individually and as a community. So at this point in the day, I'd like to emphasize the aspect of Sangha as consolation, as comfort, and to point to how being with others and sharing the universal truths of impermanence and of loss it can help make that loss more bearable. So I had an experience of this a few years ago when I was doing a, a foundation year of hospice training, and I was doing it with the New York Zen Center for Contemplative Care, and we gathered for a weekend of training in New York City. And the trainer was doing all these presentations, and at one point he asked one of the trainees a question, and she said she couldn't answer it. She was just feeling too distracted, too scattered. And then she mentioned that her favorite uncle had just died in the same week that quite a few of her favorite patients had died. And she thought maybe she should just go home because she wasn't able to be there. And one of the other trainers said they just immediately stopped what they were trying to present and one of the trainers said, have any, anyone else here experienced any deaths recently? Please stand up if you did. And as you can imagine, because they were hospice people, almost everybody stood up. And it wasn't just their patients, sometimes it was friends or family members. And then he said, he invited each person just to name out loud the names of people who had recently passed. And so we stood there, and for, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 minutes, we just heard this roll call of names. And it was like a spoken word poem. Mm -hmm. And we could see and feel the universality of the truth of loss. 
and that woman stayed because she saw this isn't my problem, my individual incapacity. All of us are in the same boat. And for me, it also revealed how much we tend, even as hospice trainees, not to talk about the reality of our experience. There's such a strong taboo in our society to talk about death or really loss of any kind. So another example, just last week, I invited someone for lunch who's not a meditator, someone I didn't know very well, and she just mentioned that a good friend had recently died of cancer at a fairly young age, 50. She died a couple of weeks earlier. And so, to me, we just quite naturally started talking about that, and she shared her experience of being there and the dying process. And then at the end of lunch, when she left, she suddenly apologized for being so inappropriate mm-hmm. and bringing a you know, saying, bringing a wrong subject to the lunch. And it just struck me again how that's, that's normal in our society, that we don't talk about things. And she apologized for being depressing. But for me, that conversation was meaningful and uplifting. So this is one of the great gifts of the Buddha, that he just acknowledged in the First Noble Truth. There is dukkha. There is stress, distress, suffering. And a second great gift he offered is that he set up sanghas, he set up communities of people who together can face into these difficult truths. And together we can strengthen the inner resources that help us to be with these challenging aspects of life. So I thought in our last session together, I'd just like to invite us to take a few moments in silence to reflect on these two aspects of life. On the one hand, the changes that we've had to face, the losses that we've been through, and on the other, the skillful inner quality that we're already strengthening and that we can strengthen further to help meet that dukkha. And then once we've reflected in silence on those two aspects, I'm going to invite you just to write on your pieces of paper what comes up for you, and then we can create those into a mandala just here. So you can bring those pieces of paper and just place them around the mandala, and we'll also have available some tea lights, and you might like to at the same time just write light a light for someone or some quality that you'd like to honor, strengthen, acknowledge. So that's an overview of what I invite us to do now, and I'll talk you through it step by step when we come into it. Let's begin by just settling back into a more meditative posture for a few moments. Again, finding that steadiness and stability in the body. As a support for that steadiness and stability in the heart and the mind. Bringing in that image of the mountain 
sitting like a mountain. Strong and steady. Stable and balanced. Alert and at ease. Inviting the awareness to connect with the experience of breathing again. In the support of deepening this steadiness and stability. We can rest on the simple knowing of breathing in and breathing out. Relaxing into that gentle rhythm of inhaling and exhaling. Knowing that you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing out. Inviting the mind to gently connect with any recent experiences of loss of some kind. Perhaps a loved one who got ill or maybe died. Perhaps the loss of a friend who moved away or became distant. Perhaps it's changes or endings in our jobs or our home life. Or maybe the loss of something less tangible, perhaps a hoped-for outcome that didn't materialize, or an ambition or desire that didn't happen. Just opening the heart to receive, to acknowledge, to honor any recent experiences of loss. Knowing that as you do this, everyone in this room also has some kind of loss. They're opening to and perhaps struggling with. So orienting to kindness and compassion. 
having touched into that truth of loss, of our own vulnerability to impermanence and change, I invite you to orient now to where and how we can find the strength to navigate that change. So given the truth of change, of impermanence, the inevitability of endings and loss, what do you want to cultivate? What qualities would you like your life to express? Touching in now to any inner qualities that you'd like to strengthen and deepen. Perhaps courage or compassion. Equanimity or humor. Humility or gratitude. Just sensing into what's true for you. What inner resources you'd like to strengthen and develop. Touching into those qualities now. As resources for your own benefit and the benefit of all beings everywhere. feel ready, I just invite you now on the pieces of paper, you might like to just write down any losses that you'd like to honor and acknowledge and any skillful qualities that you'd like to develop as resources for navigating the truth of change, of impermanence, of loss. 